0: It's okay. I'm here, I'm here. It's been a while since you've had one of those
1: nightmares. Tell me, what was it about? It's only fragments. Nothing's clear. You've been fighting the Harkonnens for decades. Luke! My family's been fighting them for centuries.
0: Your blood comes from dukes then great houses. Here, we're equal. What we do, we do for
1: the benefit of all. Well, I'd very much like to be equal to you. Maybe I'll show you the way. Say, speaking of deaf tones, Dune Two. You you're rubbing your face very hard, and your face is now turning red. I know there's one thing that I I know there's one thing about Dune Two that you fervently do not like, which I don't know if we can talk about that now if you want to save it. But what is your reaction to Dune Two as you look through your fingers?
0: It needed to be longer.
1: Whoa! Cat with the it needed to be longer take? Whoa, okay. Two and a half hours, Cat?
0: Woo! Well, yeah, except that only one character got any significant development in that entire time because they put too much shit in the movie. (laughs) Okay, okay.
1: So talk about it. So, leaving the theater, or even in the theater, what were your thoughts on Dune Part 2?
0: Generally, I'm really impressed with it. I think it's a great movie. I think it is a feat of science fiction storytelling, and just storytelling in general. As a Dune adaptation, it's missing some stuff, and I think that it is a little more noticeable than I think they hoped it would be specifically like some characters have like motivation changes or also learn things and develop things. But uh, they're basically like no time for that, Paul. And that's mm-hmm. fair. But that's why I don't know if you remember when the first movie ended, I was like, it's weird. Cause there's a time skip and it would make sense if they brought it up to that time skip, because then it would be roughly a 50 50 split instead of a two thirds, one third split. And uh, they did try to fit two-thirds of a very dense book into one movie. I felt Rebecca's turn to, like, full-on zealotry in that, like, way that she got very aggressive was very rushed. In fact, it just kind of started, whereas in the book it's much more of a descent. Okay. And I think it is specifically a disservice to her character— But a lot of them have things that I'm like, okay. You know, I get that the narrative dictates that we have to introduce 25 more characters, but it would be really nice if we could play with the toys we already have a little bit more too. While it left me feeling very satisfied for Paul, that's the only one I really felt any satisfaction about. Oh, and Fade Rautha. Fade Rautha, for some reason, was just like, don't worry, this is my movie now. And everyone was just like, (laughs)
1: <laughs> it's, it sure and, is It sure is
0: And I'm not bad about that I think he was awesome the, the best addition to the project But what are we doing?
1: So I think in the middle of the movie And even listening back to our episode that we recorded Three years ago Because what is time? Uh, well, two and a half years ago, to be fair But we had big passion for Dune one you can tell like the excitement that we have for Dune one, and the positive feelings that we have for Dune one, like it was like pulsating, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: And somewhere in the middle of this, in middle of Dune Two, I was like the warmness and like the excitement in the in the we got one here, like that feeling. Mm-hmm. It faded away, but what replaced it. Similar to what you were kind of talking about Was being just like fully impressed By what we were getting Even if it did feel as if There were pieces that felt like I don't know if lacking is the right word But like you said The idea that there's just something That just felt rushed Because like the hill turn With Paul's mom Jessica it was like oh Oh so right away like first pitch Okay well if we're here I guess we're here and so it, it
0: made her feel like a wrestling villain
1: Just a bit, like, she was cutting kind of promos where, She was cutting kind of promos
0: Where it's like she went from like the face To like someone whacked her in the back of the head with a steel chair And she's like, now I'm my evil sister And I'm like, oh come <laughs> on
1: Just a bit, just a bit They did do the heel turn pretty quickly
0: I would like to state for the record, also, none of this is, in my opinion, anyway, critiques on the performances given.
1: Oh, yeah, Because I think
0: that the performances given by these actors and actresses are good. They are doing yeah. the absolute most that they could possibly be doing with this material.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: We are still getting amazing moments from Jessica, but there's just no connective tissue. And that to me is where it starts to get a little like hard in the first one. Everything was so connected and all of the relationships were so clearly defined and we all knew everybody and we were excited about everybody. And we were like, wow, our friends, we get to see our friends. Yeah. Even though we just met them. And that feeling, I would say after the worm riding scene and the like naming of Paul, like, that kind of 20-minute chunk kind of stopped.
1: Yeah. I think the movie is is really great. I think the movie is a really strong movie. And listening back to the episode, one of the things I said was this feels like the first epic. And I just kind of mean about, like, this generation of films post-pandemic. I think this second movie kind of proves that, like, this is the epic of what this new generation of filmmaking kind of is. And... I'm never gonna talk about the dismount. <laughs> they did it again. <laughs> they did it again.
0: <laughs> I warned you. I warned you. The
1: moment she
0: said, <laughs> she, she, "Oh, I'm she sorry," and then and, and then the holy war began. <laughs> all that she touched and all that. yeah, yeah, yeah. This oh, mm, shit was mm.
1: so funny. <laughs> Dennis does not know how to do bridges to movies. <laughs> now, after two and a half hours, the holy war begins in 2027.
0: In a six part series on HBO Max.
1: In this book of essays,
0: <laughs> I will tell you. Well. And I think my biggest problem with it is that the way that they chose to end it, Dune 1 has, or Dune the book, I should say, has sequel potential, right? Oh, yeah. Because it ends the same way, right? But it, yeah. it also ends with, like, the moment where it's like the ships are coming, they don't accept their so- your sovereignty, well, we'll make them see it, end. Yeah. And so it could have been over. Like, there may not have been a sequel. If there hadn't been a sequel, we still get a narrative arc of this white man leading all the brown people to freedom. Cool. Um,
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And, you know, he, he's going to marry Irulan and whatever. But they ended it with a cliffhanger ending. So it, it's not a sadist. It's not over.
1: Cat, <laughs> it's never over in the world of Dune. We have the holy war now, Kat. The holiest Mark. of wars. Mark. <laughs>
0: oh, I'm going to say this to you. Say it, cat. One, did you know the spice is worm shit? Two, <laughs> did you know that there's a god of worms and he has the face of a human baby?
1: Nice. I did not know this, no. So is that going to be in Doom Part 8, or...?
0: I think it depends if they do the six-part series or a movie. Also, and I'm not... I, I'm sorry. I, I'm spoiling three things, and I'm sure that seems like a lot, but they are actually not that many. Duncan Idaho is, in fact, not dead. He has been found by a society of people that have decided he's the perfect specimen of manhood and is used as the atom to a new society of, of people. And they keep just cloning him and moving his memories from body to body.
1: Can't wait. Can't wait.
0: So excited for the uh, Jason Momoa fuck pit movie.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. For Doom part two, I don't know how much you want to get into spoilers for it. I mean, we spoiled the Holy War for part three, but I mean, I'm, I'm totally fine. I I feel like it's,
0: it's a 70-year-old book
1: It totally is It's,
0: it's a 70-year-old book Which also is, like, the same story as Star Wars And, like, maybe the Bible
1: <laughs> And also, if you've seen David Lynch's Dune You basically know what happens in these first two movies, so
0: Or the sci-fi Dune miniseries that was on in, like,
1: 2006 oh, yeah. yeah So, yeah, so We talked about the performances, at least generally speaking, like the performances are really good. Fader Alpha has like uh, emerged as like the character from the movie that people, I guess, gravitating toward, which I don't necessarily have a problem with. Like, I think his, I think Austin Butler's performance was really good. I was really waiting for Elvis in space. I was truly hoping we would have got Elvis in space, but you can't get him on. I I was really
0: impressed by how good of a vocal dub he was able to do for Skarsgård.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like, there,
0: there, was a moment though when I was watching this, when I was like, why didn't they just cast one of the scars guards? Like,
1: uh, well, well, actually, you can't because the the last fight scene, they would have been towering over. Oh, Timothy. that's
0: true. They gotta put him um, on a box
1: hilarious, <laughs> in a box Put the gun I down. saw you with a
0: box, what was in the box?
1: Because I envy your normal life Put the gun down, David it seems that envy is my sin Oh, what's in the box? Not you
0: give me the what's gun? in the fucking box? I liked him a lot I, I liked that they made him, like, psychopathic in a fun way <laughs> Like, for lack of a better term He's like, I'm gonna pierce my tongue with this knife, hee. And I'm like, oh, fuck yeah, homie, we're so back everything is in black and white you just killed that woman who you offered to do cannibalism with we're (laughs) so back we're so fucking back
1: there it is
0: but then he just continued to be that and that's fine because it's all that i needed from him but um i will just say there's no way to talk about this without sounding like an insane person
1: here we go Uh,
0: (laughs) in the book and i'm a book a book a not. The most important, and I understand that, yeah, but I do think this is a choice that I'm just like, how in the book Fade Rautha is Baron Harkonnen's favorite because he looks like Paul, yeah, and Baron Harkonnen is a lecherous, like homosexual pedophile,
1: yeah. We did staff for these movies, so
0: we made him a straight sexual assailant, uh, which is fine. I just, you know, I don't know. Maybe we could have had some bodies that were not specifically female in the in the murder pile. I don't know. Just,
1: just a little bit, yeah. Just
0: make him an e- equal opportunity monster. But I do think that by removing that, part of it is like he drinks the water of life and he realizes that it's true. And then he sees Fade Rautha and he's like, how did nobody know this? And that gives him, like, this different leverage because he's able to see their smugness in a way that he hadn't been able to see before. Like, he knew it was true, but he also realized that the Harakonins were clueless but thought they had a clue. You know, like, he was able to see that crystallized in front of him. And that, to me, felt like a loss. Okay. Because basically, like, Paul, once he, like, drinks the water, he's just like, we shall win the war. For I am God, and he has like no yeah. arc for the last half hour of the movie.
1: Yeah, effectively. Well, I think arc, yeah, I do think that the way his story concludes, and actually
0: doesn't conclude, ends like stops. Well, for the, this w- movie. yeah, the movie this ends. No yes, ending.
1: yes, uh, like well, we know, Doom Part Fifteen. Yes, there's no ending, but I kind of do appreciate thinking about through the first movie and through this movie. How we had these like big feelings about the nurturing of Paul, and then how in the beginning of this, or at least maybe the first half of this, he is like actively working to kind of reject that savior label, and then he drinks the worm juice and he's like, I am God, and you will follow me, <laughs> and and then he breaks our girl's heart, and I felt I felt real remorse not only for her but also for him because it just seems as if this kid who we like were actively rooting for kind of his innocence felt like it was lost in that. And like the whole like entire moving of the film, like the Paul that we kind of grew up, Paul, the boy, he was just kind of gone. And now Paul, the man is kind of replacing what we have or yeah. championed at least.
0: I also think it, to me, it makes a little more sense when that takes place over a couple of years. And not in less time than it takes to have one pregnancy
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they don't really explain time in this movie I
0: mean, except that they do, because the baby grows This all happens in the amount of time it takes before the baby is born Yeah, Before Anya Taylor-Joy is unleashed on the world Hilarious
1: (laughs) Well Yeah, I mean, we don't know how quickly people move between planets and shit like that. So, you know, it's you know the whole life. She hasn't even given birth yet, so this is like exactly.
0: This all takes place in roughly nine months.
1: Yeah, Paul, like he he, like barely went to prom, and now he's like God boy. So it's like, yeah, well, I guess we're here now, you know. (laughs) Um, but beyond that, I think the obvious, like thing that people kind of talk about or are going to, like, really compare this movie to is Star Wars. There was a guy who, like, tweeted, who runs some, like, Star Wars fan account. Okay, now I'm convinced that Denise should direct the Star Wars movie. And it's like, well, one, he's never made a kid's movie before, but two, his films, beyond them, like, being like, hyper-violent, like, I think there are stuff that about this film, like, we kind of talked about like, the tree and, like, the whole like, religious tone of the film and like questioning that. And I think that there's so much things to, like being impressed by, but I do think that what you kind of said as far as like the character development or lack thereof, I think he kind of sacrificed that piece to tell like the totality of the story. I don't Except know.
0: Except I- it okay. would bother me less if he ended the story in the book. Like, I I hate to keep bringing it back to the book, but unfortunately when you're adapting one of the best-known novels of all time, people are going to do that. Okay. The little sister is born. She's hyper-smart. Her name is Alia. She's the one who kills Baron Harkonnen.
1: Yeah, it happened in the original Dune movie, yeah.
0: Yeah. Giving it to Paul seems dumb. (laughs) Like, and I get that he didn't want to introduce yet more characters, but I don't know how this is going to plug into... The universe now. I'm just confused. Well, when
1: we get to Dune part 59 cat, I think everything will be cleared up by then. So yeah, no worries, you know? Yeah,
0: I'm also just uh I didn't much care for that fetus, I'll be honest.
1: Looking at it or being subjected yep. to it. It was uh it was choice. It was a choice that um did I appreciate. Uh, not necessarily. It was uh, it was kind of what it was. Then they got like the the blue goo on it, the Kool Aid, Cool Burst Jammers goo on it. So you know, it was a little, little odd choice, a little odd choice there. So
0: there was a lot of choice there. There was. There absolutely was.
1: Coming down the aisle, representing the Hyphen Podcast Group, they are the unbeatable team of B-Hyphen. I'm just saying you worked yourself into a shoot, answer the question. Handsome Bane. My, my firm belief is a DDT should beat anybody. Showing mad love. What do you mean this, Batman? It's you going to pink. <laughs> uh, the novelist.
0: Dick, dick,
1: dick, 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 and Catchin' This
0: is what Brock Lesnar really? thinks he looks like. If Brock Lesnar <laughs> were a beautiful woman. They are the WrestleCast. Power
1: So, of the performances, who would you say was your favorite performance? If you have one.
0: I think that I got to give it to Austin Butler because he really managed to turn in a fully fleshed out character with like 17 lines and nine actions. (laughs) Like, I would argue that Jessica and Gurney and Stilgar do just as much in the actual course of the film. But they don't stick out as much to me.
1: I think Stilgar was like a fun ride. He was like, had like a lot of fun parts to it, but yeah, but it was like a very not moving beyond that effectively.
0: The naming scene, I was like, yeah, yeah, Yeah. and then I was like, oh, okay, (laughs) I, I guess that's it for you.
1: That is it for you. So So, yeah, I definitely felt that. And you know the funny thing is, like, I know his character was, like, from what he was in the first movie to what he is in this movie and how his demise happened. I really appreciated Dave Bautista in this. Like, beyond Timothy Chalamet and, like, Zendaya, I think he's, like, emoting the most in the whole
0: movie. Yeah. (laughs) Even then with Zendaya, though, Zendaya, I'm sorry, I don't know what the preferred pronunciation is because I'm a... Fake fan.
1: There it is, Zendaya. Zendaya.
0: There, there were just times where I was like, just let her cook. Just hold on her for two more seconds. I want to see her really like think this thought all the way through. Yeah. And the movie was just like, no, you don't. And I was like, Ooh. oh, okay.
1: We see her storm away a lot. She's like a lot of yeah. storming off.
0: <laughs> but also, like, I get it. <laughs>
1: Cat, the way where you, you're like rubbing your temples. <laughs>
0: you're like, I see it.
1: Oh, I get it.
0: Oh. yeah, I I I get it. but also I wanted more than her than the back of her.
1: Yeah, for sure. I appreciated like the small conversations she had like with her woman friend, but yeah. They were... I liked
0: her relationship with Paul a lot. Yeah. But also, like, she's upset by her role in the prophecy in the book, but she also knows he's probably going to marry Irulan in the book, and she's, like, not thrilled about it, but she doesn't, like, storm off while mm-hmm. the music's like, ah! Like, she, eh, I don't know. I feel like someone's going to, like, cut in, my heart will go on. On that worm ride, and everyone's gonna be like, "Yes!" and I'm just gonna have to be like, "Yes, this is gay culture now." And like, I'm not, I'm not ready for that.
1: Here, here comes the, whether the way Stitch on IG or, t- or Tiki talkie, whatever. Here comes a Stitch for that. So get ready for it.
0: Yeah, that's gonna be the next, the next like a uh, video meme.
1: It absolutely will be.
0: Stitch this video with your riding away on a worm to get away from a man who did you dirty moment.
1: Yeah, can I tell you a secret, Cap? I've never told you this. I've never told anyone this. But I think Leah <laughs> How you say her name like uh Leah Sedu? Sado?
0: Sedu. I think she is so
1: fucking hot i was like it's the funny is, i've never even seen warmest color yet blue's warmest color. i said i haven't watched that yet i always thought she was like mad attractive and when she popped in this now in one scene in the hallway like, holy shit that was uh that was a very standoutish scene for your boy i'm not gonna lie so but she had like two scenes I mean, yeah that in the was that movie. was a
0: that was a great scene, but also he was great in it. He was just like, I'm on drugs. I don't know what's happening. This they is both worry, the best yeah. birthday ever. Exactly. I also was surprised by, like, how horny it got.
1: I mean, they need an infusion of something, man. Like They needed a spark, and uh, that was a spark, I'll tell you that much.
0: When she said Neil and he did it, I was just like... Ooh!
1: Now can we get to a 20 minute scene of this
0: Denny? Can we like stick on this for She didn't even have to use the voice She absolutely did He's didn't. secretly a submissive little hoe
1: He was taking it He was
0: taking it And I also just love The bloodline is secure Like <laughs> That was the best Like oh, But that also tells you like the Benny Gesserit Right? They're just like yeah okay Like great good job Like
1: Yeah. I don't know if they're in this movie I wanna I've only watched it once. I'm gonna rewatch it again this Saturday. And so I knew immediately though the first time I watched it, like I was so engrossed with it that there were at least scenes in it that I was that was gonna stick to me. Is there any scenes like that in this movie that are like so far for your one viewing? Or you've only seen it once, right?
0: Yeah, I've only seen it once.
1: Are there any scenes that like kind of stick with you as far as like this is going to be a scene I think about for a long time? I think maybe other than the hallway scene, I think that may be like, I think that may be the scene for me.
0: I think the hug line after the naming, because it's the first time we see all the warrior men start to emote seriously. They have now accepted him, he is one of theirs, and like. They're almost like Spartans in a way, right? Like, they love each other. They love their other men. Yeah. Not necessarily romantically, but they take advantage of the value that loving the people you fight with offers. And I love seeing that.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: I also think, and this is such a a specific one, when Paul pops up in the middle of that, like, the final battle, and he's like, if we are going to win this thing, I'm going to have to be a Fremen and Atreides and a Harkonnen. And the soundtrack drops as that fight is starting. And it's a marriage of the Fremen instrument family, the Atreides instrument family, and the Harkonnen instrument family.
1: Okay.
0: Each planet that we see, or family, or whatever you want to call it, has very different sonic profiles and seeing them all come together to create that was like really that got me. Yeah. Are you seeing it in Dolby when you see it next?
1: I saw it in IMAX, I'm seeing it in IMAX again.
0: Okay. I really liked the I saw it in Dolby.
1: So, Cat, I guess ultimately as someone who's read the book and, you know, we were big fans of the first movie. Now, leaving this movie, we're still fans of the movie, but there's some things that are a bit lacking. Mm-hmm. I gave it a I gave it a five-star on Letterboxd, but that never means that I think a movie is absolutely perfect. I can think a movie is flawed and still give it a five-star. Shout-out to Showgirls. Bitch, I'm telling you the truth! But going forward from this, as a viewer and a lover of movies and a lover of books, so you are, going forward, where do you want to see this Dune universe turn to?
0: Well the one the one thing I'm gonna say and this is such a such a shit thing to say is if there had been a slightly more satisfying ending I would have given it five stars. If there yeah. was a slightly more ending ending, it's just the fake endings are <laughs> such a pet peeve of mine.
1: No I get you I get it
0: that like I I can't I can't do it. In terms of where I want this series to go next, The Dune Messiah focuses a lot on the Holy War, but it also focuses a lot more on the Bene Gesserit. And I can't help but feel like we got more information and more visuals of Bene Gesserit women in, like, memorable roles because it is going to focus on that. Okay. And if that's the case, I think that Denis has done a really admirable job of portraying women so far, and I hope that he's able to continue to do that. But if it is going to be a television show, I think maybe having a female showrunner or executive producer in the room would be really great. For sure. Wow. I also think that these books are about to get weird.
1: I figured that. Everything,
0: <laughs> everything you've experienced so far is entry-level weirdness in the, like, Arakeen cycle. And so I really hope that he is able to treat the absolutely batshit stuff with the same degree of respect and integrity that he's yeah. brought to everything else, and it's not just him, right? It has to be Warner Brothers as well. If Warner Brothers is like, babyface Godworm, sounds like we could like <laughs> do that in the cheapest, worst-looking CG animation ever. Yeah, that's not gonna work.
1: Unfortunately, this last weekend I watched the sequel trilogy to Star Wars, and. <laughs> Uh, Other than I mean I I like Force Awakens Force Awakens is a fun movie Like that's what it is That's no more no less Still absolutely love Last Jedi And I never want to discuss Rise of Skywalker ever again But I think that The biggest failing of that sequel trilogy Is it had no true identity for itself the first movie was stuck in nostalgia, the second movie tried to move beyond it, and then the third movie went right back to it. And committing to a series of films that has no identity is not going to give you good results. And I think that these first two movies, Denis has truly created something pretty special. Mm-hmm. And... I know there's one quote that's kind of going around where he says, like, I'm not going to rush the next movie. And I think that's, I think that's vital. And I, like, joke, you know, the next one's, like, 2027. But if he, like, truly crafts and puts, like, the care and, like, the actors put in the same effort that they're doing, even if we get super fucking weird and take, like, big, big nut swings on Dune 3, or even the TV show, if we get, if it gets one, if they take swings, like, Let's just have something that's, like, just thoughtful. <laughs> like, can we try thoughtfulness for a while? Like, let's let's give that a spin, you know?
0: I agree, but I'm also concerned because they're going to have to make them look the same age. And I worry about the uncanny valley of digitally de-aging. Well... And I do not <laughs> want my good movie ruined with that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I get you. I get you. Christopher Walken. Uh, well. I... I kind of
0: wish he didn't talk
1: Catherine Chinetti Same note too bro (laughs) It was was like It was like an SNL
0: skit With Christopher Walken (laughs) Oh man I I believe at one point he was like You are my devoted daughter And I was like oh (laughs) Oh, no no. Where Christopher Walken Fell in the Dune universe (laughs) Not the Emperor he has the most perfect visage for it, right? Yeah. Him in that outfit, the way he stands and sits, I'm just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Yeah. Denis knew something I didn't know. Yeah. Okay. And then he yeah. talks and I'm like, Ooh. Oh, he Ooh. did for, he did forget that part.
1: I mean, we just had a movie, uh, with a Madam Web that had ADR problems. But if we could have slid a couple of a, a million or two to get some good ADR, no one may have been mad because that Christopher Walken leaked out. Like that was <laughs> But I mean we I mean we talked last year about I mean we got to see Harrison, you know, do his thing. Like we're now in a situation to where we can't see our, our stars age with us in the color purple who gossip juniors in the movie. So It's great to see our aging stars. Like, there's still stars in our hearts and our minds, and so that's great. (laughs) However, comma.
0: (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen the best Christopher Walken performance of all time, which is, of course, in the Country Bear Jamboree movie adaptation. Hilarious. And he delivers a line at one point that is, that day is tonight. And he said one one thing in this movie where he was, uh, I think it was Paul, where he was like, "You, you like, you have no right to talk to me that way, or whatever," and, or, or like, you know, show some respect or whatever. Like it was something like along those lines. And it was like the almost the exact same inflection as that day is tonight. And I was like, oh no. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, That was. He's uh, got six line reads, and we're just rotating through them.
1: I mean, hey, man. Sometimes we gotta, sometimes we gotta sacrifice for the stars, you know? Like, we gotta, you know, if we want, in in 10 years, we want Meryl Streep to pop in a movie. And, you know, we we gotta take the Meryl Streep, because we love her. We love Chris. But, uh, it felt like Pulp Fiction in 94 all over again. (laughs) Oh, man. But, like you said, like, visually, he was it. It was sold. Like, okay. Totally get it you know, we gotta take what we can get sometimes, you know. But I'm definitely ready for the next Dune, whatever. If it's a television show and like you said before, if we get like uh, you know, capable, great women to do it all in if we get another movie in like four years or whatever, three years, four years, whatever, still in he's earned the cachet. Like everyone in this movie has earned the cachet. And if we get fifty million Idaho Duncans in the next one Like the tree of life Let's see it, let's test it out and see what happens Unfortunately, I think this When we talk about best movies of this year I don't know if it's a good thing that we probably Got one of the best like The second month of the year Uh, But I guess only Time will tell, because time will tell
0: You know me, if it's a TV show I probably won't watch it
1: (laughs) Normally for me Yes, but True Detective Season 4 came out, and I, I didn't even finish Season 3. Like I I watched, like... I love Marshall. Ali. I think I watched like an episode and a half of that show. And when Season 4 came out, I was like... I love Jodie Foster. So, I love Season 1, True Detective. So, fuck it, let's just take a spin or whatever. And I think that show was really good. I think Season 4 was, like, pretty strong. So, it's like the idea of, like... You know, sometimes you just want to take a shot or some shit. And I think if like HBO specifically, if they did like a television show for it, I know for like Game of Thrones, like some of the shit was like a little bit more than what you actually want—not you specifically, but just like some people in general—and even some stuff that you specifically did not care for, which I fully understand, fully agree with. I think they did a shot. I think I would be on board for it. I would at least, at least first couple of episodes, give it a shot. They burn at least a give it a shot feeling for me. Cat is unimpressed and unmoved, so I will only
0: be watching the TV show. Get it? Got it? Good? Maybe by the time it comes out in 2048, I'll be in a different place in my life. And maybe I'll have time for, for television then. But
1: <laughs> We'll be in Blade Runner by then, Kat. So yeah, of course. We'll be living in dingy cubicles in Los Angeles.
0: Right, <laughs> yeah, no, I forgot. It is, Kat. Jeez. How time flies. <laughs> if you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, rate us five stars, leave a review and tell a friend to tell a friend. Follow Kat at Ketchenetti on X, Instagram and Letterboxd. Follow Marcus at Show and Mad Love, S-H-O-W-I-N-M-A-D-L-O-V on X and Letterboxd. Follow the show at Kat and Mark on X This podcast is executive produced by Kellen Conley and Eric Greenlee. Thanks for listening. We should do this again sometime.
1: This is is, is a Hyphen Podcast production.
0: Are you not entertained?